back to the Domestic Boyfriends podcast. As always, I am your host, Dean, and always is my co-host, Vincent. Hello. Um, so, this week, uh, pretty quiet. We had some news. Um, so for this week, uh, what we're actually going to do is we, ha- we both uh, have made lists for our top 10 uh, D-list supervillains, uh, which I think will be pretty interesting. Uh, we went over our notes uh, a little bit ago, and we actually just figured out that we put, we ne- neither of us put Kite Man or Condiment King, uh, which I guess That's honorable amazing. mentions for them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Um, I guess we'll go over uh, some news. So, Vincent, if you want to start off with yours. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ahead of its April 8th release date, Sonic Movie 2 has just dropped the final trailer as well as the, um, at least one of the official posters for the movie. Uh, The poster that they dropped looks, uh, it it pays homage to the original Sonic 2 um, box art which just uh, twanged at my heartstrings. Uh, the nostalgia, the nostalgia really hit me over the head when I saw it. I I didn't realize how excited for the movie I actually was. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you don't really. I mean, like at, at least for me, like I'm always like big Marvel, second's DC, and then third's like whatever is out there. But um, no, definitely excited for this. Definitely looks like it's gonna be a great movie. I swear, though, if they don't put Big the Cat on the screen soon, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, I think this is, they have a lot of characters that they can, they can put in this. Yeah. We still haven't met Amy yet. We have no clue if they're going to go with the um, Archie Comics characters and have... Um... I guess siblings? Oh God! I I don't even know if Sonic if Sonic has siblings. I know that yeah, um, it's like Sonya and Maniac or something like that. Oh yeah! Oh God! Yeah. I just want Big the Cat. Just Big the Cat fishing everywhere. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> um. Uh, yep. Uh, anything else? Uh. Also. Uh, two and a half weeks after its release, Elden Ring has officially sold over 12 million copies. Uh, this game, it's its hard to go anywhere right now um, without hearing at least one or two people talking about it still. I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and uh, the place that I go to usually has people just talking about really old movies or metal music. And instead, when I went in there, they were talking about Elden Ring and bosses that they couldn't get past. It was a very interesting experience. Also, um, as of last week, the game's speedrun is now getting closer and closer to Ocarina of Time levels of jank. You're able to get through the game. Uh, somebody was able to get through the game in 28 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah, it's getting there. Barely under 30. Yeah, that's crazy crazy but it's definitely not i've i've i don't i haven't played like many souls likes and Elden Ring was gonna be my first one but uh i've been putting it off uh 
But the whole point of them is exploring, right? Like it, it's, it's, it's the adventure. Yeah, the adventure that goes into it. The story isn't... Re it's In this game, the story is more... Uh, it's it's a bit easier to follow than others, but at the same time, there's still tons and tons of stuff that the game doesn't even begin to try to tell you that you have to like really pay close attention to understand what's going on. Interesting. Hmm. That's all I've got for this week. Alrighty, I have a couple more things. Um, on the 13th, March 13th, uh, we mourn the passing of the actor William Hurt, more known, at least nowadays, as the actor for Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in The Incredible Hulk and uh, the few Avengers movies that he, were, he was in. Um, great actor. Uh, heard he was a great guy to actually be around. Um, it was really sad because uh, I really thought they were lining him up to create like a Thunderbolts team. Um, I guess in Black Widow, when uh, you see Ross really sick, it was actually it was actually the actor, um, which is sad to see. But um, oh, yeah. Um, I hope they just don't touch any of Thunderbolt or the Red Hulk. Uh, just out of respect, I feel like they can just leave him as like a character that's not touched on the MCU anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Going on with Marvel news, um, apparently confirmed by Samuel L. Jackson himself, Don Cheadle, uh, the actor for War Machine, is confirmed to come back for Secret Invasion. Uh, Secret Invasion uh, being a, sh a show slash movie that I really like let fly under my radar. It's a big event in the comics, but it's something that I totally forgot that they were going to produce. Um... It's not going to be, like, very big. I feel like it's going to be a very Civil War level of storytelling, where it's, like, more ground grounded. Nothing really big is going to happen, like how the comic event happened. Um, Does that tie into Secret Wars at all? No, so Secret Invasion, uh, it's actually... So, Secret Invasion is when... Uh, so what happened was the Illuminati uh, in the Marvel Universe... Which at the time was comprised of Charles Xavier, Iron Man, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, uh, and I think Doctor Strange. It was just five of them at the time. Um, they were like, hey, scrolls, if you ever send anybody to Earth, or we'll kill you and massacre your entire race. And the scrolls were like, bet. And then they kidnapped all of them and stole their power, like, and copied all of their powers and intellect and memories um and sent back like scrolls with their memories and powers to earth uh starting the plot oh. of secret invasion where apparently a lot of people have been scrolls uh for years um like superheroes that like we knew and loved and followed stories like spider woman uh was apparently the scroll queen in disguise so everything that we knew about Spider-Woman up to that point was actually, like, fake or wasn't always, wasn't true to the extent that we thought they were because they weren't actually the characters that we know. They were just scrolls. And Secret Invasion oh. ended up resolving with... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it ended up resolving with scrolls copying Deadpool and then 
all of them started copying Deadpool, and then they started to go insane. And, like, with that, they crashed, like, thousands of ships. Uh, it was an idea by Nick Fury, um, which would be a funny way to introduce Deadpool. But they ended up destroying the, f- the whole Skrull armada uh, using Deadpool. And <coughs> um, it was... I think it was Iron Man that had the Scroll Queen at gunpoint, but then Norman Osborn took the shot, which that uh, led into Dark Reign uh, because the it was like Norman Osborn was like was said to be like the hero that saved the world because he killed the Scroll Queen. Uh, so they made him the head of Shield instead of Tony Stark, who had been. Uh, conspiring with the scrolls unknowingly to himself and uh, he even thought that he was a scroll because the crazy thing about scrolls in the comics is they've been these people for so long they forget that they're scrolls um interesting yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i think it's it'll definitely be interesting because the way that uh captain marvel took the scrolls in her movie like they're more like uh morally good which i mean there aren't they aren't bad people they're they're aliens pit in war and earth is usually just in the middle of it all um uh going on with the samuel jackson stuff uh samuel jackson i uh, was talking to josh horowitz in an interview and apparently was in the talks with bryce d howard um about possibly getting mace windu back in the star wars franchise in some form um Ooh. Bryce D. Howard directs some of the episodes of The Mandalorian, so it was just more of like they were working on a project together. He was just talking to, talking to him, and kind of came up in conversation. So I think that'd be, that'd be interesting. Mace Windu, underrated character. Samuel Jackson, amazing actor. So yeah, man. Um, next, uh, toy was hacked uh, like a week ago or something like that. Um, thus leading to production halts, which includes episodes of One Piece. Um, the adaption of Chapter 1000 uh, was included in that. So um, a lot of people are have been talking about this, and a lot of people are kind of sad about this uh, because it's a delay in anime. Um, and to end off uh, the last bit of news before we talk about a specific trailer that came out yesterday, or was the day before, um, some spring anime that's going to be coming up soon that I think a lot of people should, that I recommend a lot of people should check out. Um, Spy F- X Family is coming out. It is a uh, lighthearted yet can be serious um, story um, about a spy and an assassin who are both put on a mission to have a regular family. Uh, and they have an adopted daughter. Um, a lot of cute moments in the story, um, a lot of serious and honestly like cool panels um in it um if you need some like slice of life in your spring lineup i definitely recommend it um tiger and bunny 2 uh, is coming out if you've seen the original tiger and bunny you know how awesome it is um and i believe a lot of these are going to be available on crunchyroll because uh they're folded over quite a majority of the catalog uh from funimation uh not sure when everything's going to be done completely when Funimation's site shut down if it doesn't already by the time this goes up um but it's definitely an interesting time in the anime industry um just because of everything that's happening but 
Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about before we get into our lists is the Miss Marvel trailer. So, what were your opinions on it, Vincent? I thought it was interesting. I, I liked it. Um, I forget what song they had playing, but it uh, but if I remember correctly, it was a very generic pop song. It was on Blinding uh, Lights by The Weeknd. Ah, yes. A very generic pop song. Um... I I kind of don't like that they changed how her powers work, but I'm sure I'll get over it. It looks pretty and looks a lot more interesting than just ooh, big hand. Um yeah. I <clears throat> I I have high hopes that this series that this movie series, I don't know, I think it's a movie. Um there might be a series, I'm not sure. Production value for Disney Plus stuff is very high, so I can't tell the difference. Um, I hope they keep her story the same that she is. Um, but I have a lot of gripes with where I feel like they will take her character. That I feel like should be addressed before anything happens. Because Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, um, is, I believe she's Pakistani. And she is a character that needs proper representation because her story is about how she feels like she's a really big Miss Marvel fan or Captain Marvel at this point in the comics. Um, and she um, believes that Carol Danvers is like the ideal inspiration for what a female superhero should be and kind of pushing the boundaries of what a perfect person in American society should be. Uh, per a perfect female, I should say. Um, so much so that when her powers first manifested after... Because she's an Inhuman in the comics. I don't think they're going to touch on Inhumans at all in the MCU anymore. Especially after either. after the terrible Inhumans project that they had. Um, yeah. Which is, I feel like, why they changed her abilities. Um but um, she believed in this so much so that when she her powers first manifested, um, she actually like morphed her body into the form of Carol Danvers in her Miss Marvel costume. Um, her power is called embiggening, and it's not just like stretchiness. She can also like make herself grow uh, like different sizes, um, mm -hmm. and she can also like shape shift. So. Um, a big thing that like she reflects on in her early parts is the fact that she would transform into Captain Marvel <clears throat> or Miss Marvel Carol Danvers. Um, <clears throat> oof, my throat. Um, in order to fight crime, because she thought that if she did it <clears throat> in her own skin, if she did it um, looking like herself, it wouldn't have the same effect. And the way I think that they're gonna take this. I feel like it might be more of, like, she's supposed to be Carol's sidekick, or she's supposed to, like, I feel like they're tying too many things together, like, her powers, uh, when she first puts the, she has, like, a gauntlet or, like, a bracelet, um, yeah. which I have a theory about what they are, um, and the, her friend is, like, how does it feel? She's, like, cosmic, and I have a feeling that they're trying to draw parallels to her and Captain Marvel a lot. Instead of what the comics have done, and really took her from a person 
believing that Carol Danvers is the ideal, is her ideal person instead of her being herself. Um, and in the comics, Kamala has found herself. Her, she's found herself. She's found her friends. She found she's found the people she belongs with, um, and has identified herself as her own strong, independent female superhero. Um, and it's a it's a big thing about identity and race and. I feel like certain tones of that are going to be swept under the rug because they're trying to draw parallels with them and they're trying to make them work it all together so that the Marvel show uh, can work smoothly. Mm-hmm. All I can hope is that they keep true to her character. I don't care about the powers per se, just as long as we get the same message. Um, and as for like her powers, um, it's it's interesting because like at first I didn't understand what they were and then after eating a sandwich I was just like I understand what it is. So her she she has like a gauntlet, right? Um it looks like it, she got it from like her house or something along those lines. Like some a trunk in her house which who knows how they got that. But I think she has um some variation of the quantum bands. And for anybody who reads Marvel comics, um the quantum bands were used by the original Captain Marvel, Marvel, um, and they gave him powers of flight, energy manipulation, super strength, uh, like the whole shebang. Um, the quantum bands um, also have another version um, called the nega bands, like negative bands, um, which draw on powers of the negative zone, I believe, and that give very, very similar powers. Um, but they also have in their arsenal energy projection and energy manipulation, very similarly how Kamala uses like the big fist and everything. Um, there's actually a panel of Marvel using the quantum bands in a very Green Lantern constructs similar way. So, um, it's like I said before, it's a way that I feel like they're going to tie them together. Marvel originally used them in the comics she'll use them in this series uh, to draw this like other connection between them instead of using that she's an inhuman and stuff um but i just have high hopes for it i hope it does good i don't want any marvel property to flop uh we had enough of that with the netflix stuff so which today the day that we're recording all of the netflix stuff uh has been is now on disney plus mm-hmm so, yeah, do you have any other thoughts? That's all I've got. I'm excited for it regardless. It's a Disney Plus Marvel show. It can't be that bad, right? Uh, I don't know. They haven't dropped the ball yet. We'll see. Um, Which, by the end of the month, we'll have Moon Knight. So, we have something else to gawk over. The highest ball. Yeah. God. So excited for that. Um, then I think, uh, if we don't have anything else, I guess we'll just get into the main event of today. Um, let's go, I have no particular order. Uh, do you have yours in, like, a particular order? I have mine in an order. Okay. Um, I guess we'll go your list and then my list. My list isn't in a particular order. I have half Marvel, half DC, D-list villains. Um, and then we'll just talk a little bit about them. Uh, we'll just start with yours. Yeah, man. 
So just one by one? Yeah, we'll just talk a little bit about them. Solid. So, at number 10, I've got um, a character that, unfortunately, no longer really is a D-list he- uh, villain. Uh, Peacemaker, who has now become a big part of the mainstream ever since James Gunn's amazing Suicide Squad movie and getting his own HBO Max series as and it's well. Be- and he's played by John Cena, so... Yeah, no, we can actually see him in a role for once. Yeah. Um... I think, uh, as far as like just John Cena, I, I think this I think this character is perfect for John Cena. Yeah. I I have a hard time seeing any other person being able to play him as well. Yeah. Um, he's just sort of a goofy character. He's he's sort of DC's version of the Punisher. Yeah. Um. um and he's very. He's a lot more lighthearted in, like, the show and the movie compared to, like, his comics counterpart, but they definitely still have the same spirit. Yeah. Quite enjoy him. Uh, at number nine, I have uh, the classic Doom Patrol villain, uh, Beard Hunter. Oh, uh, my gosh. I actually was going to put him on my list. <laughs> oh, no. A man who just hates people with beards and is out to kill them for it that's that's pretty great does anybody on the doom patrol have facial hair (laughs) no 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 one should have facial hair i don't think so maybe beast boy like maybe like does a gorilla's face count as facial hair this is this is something for another time anyway (laughs) I just like that he has a belt made out of beards. That, that's interesting. <laughs> At number eight, I have Maxi Zeus, a classic Batman villain who uh, was an accountant. And then I believe he just sort of had a midlife crisis or he hit his head. And now he thinks he is Zeus, the god of Olympus, uh, and becomes <laughs> a gang boss leader. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's actually really funny. That's great. He he must he must think that Wonder Woman praises him. He's like, oh, my daughter. He had a one-off episode in the Batman animated series, uh, with Bruce Tim, and at the end of it, he gets captured and taken to Arkham. And as he goes in, he looks at all the other villains. He looks at Joker, and he's like, oh, Hermes. Oh. <laughs> he sees Poison Ivy. He's like, oh, Demeter, I'm home. <laughs> That's great. Uh, number seven, we have uh, the Trapster, who's a who's a Marvel villain for, uh, uh, for the Human Torch, but he is better known by his original <coughs> moniker of Paste Pot Pete. He is a <laughs> glue-based supervillain, and as we know, glue does not melt, so he is the perfect foil. Uh, <laughs> just for Johnny Storm, you know the guy just that's on the, the guy that's no on the team. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you he actually now gets very mad if you call him by Pastebot Pete. Um, <laughs> he refuses to go by that. He only goes by the Trapster now. Interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> Number six, we have Animal Vegetable Mineral Man. 
That's a that's a long name. That's a name. This is another Doom Patrol villain. Uh, Doom Patrol had a lot of really weird people. I think we can make an entire D list list out of all of the Doom Patrol villains. I think so. I think the D in D list should stand for Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but Animal Vegetable Mineral Man is a guy who fell into a vat of mysterious amino acids. Was it vegetable oil minerals? <laughs> maybe. But because of that, he's able to transform any part of his body into a form of an animal, vegetable, or mineral. What? Uh, usually he does some kind of weird amalgamation of all three, where like his left arm is a bunch of rocks, his right arm is like tree vines, and then he just has like a Tyrannosaurus Rex head growing out of him. He's like the super scroll of bad villains. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's... Huh. I wonder if he has... I feel like I want him... I want this as like an actual villain, because I feel like you can tie it into something like uh, he has access to like the red and like the green and everything like that. That's that's interesting. That actually sounds like a really cool D-list villain. He is he is still a, a modern sort of villain. He he did show up a little bit in Batman. I think he showed up in one episode of Brave and the Bold. Um, and then in the comics, he was fighting. Uh, I can see a picture of him fighting Deathstroke at some point, uh, which, oh. which seems a little interesting. That seems a little like. Oof. Yeah. Uh, the next character, however. Uh, has not been seen since 2007, and that is Sleaze, um, who was a resident uh, of Apocalypse uh, and had the power to control other people's minds. Um, most notably, he wanted to get revenge on um, Darkseid. I, I forget why, but to be able to get the funds to make an army, he um, he mind-controlled Barda, who's one of the gods from Apocalypse. Yeah, she was one of the Furies. Yeah, he mind-controlled her and made her become a belly dancer for him. Big part uh, of the belly dancer. And it. then he did some stuff to her, which was not good, and videotaped it, and tried selling that for funds. And when that didn't work out too well for him, uh, and Miracle Man was sent after him. He then went and mind controlled Superman, got a uh, film director, and tried to make uh, Barda and Superman film a porno and then sell it for fun to make an army to fight Darkseid. <laughs> and old comics hit different. <sighs> Sorry, I had to leave for that one second. I like Belly Dancer Barda. I feel like that's Belly a good code name. That's a good code name for her. Very good. At number four, we have Egghead. Um who was a villain made for the Adam West uh Batman TV series. Uh, he was a bald man who used egg-based puns to commit crimes. <laughs> I thought he had egg-based powers. 
Uh, I don't I don't think he had any egg based powers, but he did use uh, tear gas eggs, which oh. were laid by chickens on an only onion diet. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. That's like some. That's. I wouldn't even say that's something like I'd hear like the Joker come up with. It's just. That's interesting. Only onion diet. Uh, Nicholas Cage has also gone on record now to say that he wants to play Egghead at some point in a live-action movie. Okay. All right. That's. Does he just? Is he just a bald guy? It's just bald. It's just. It's just sort of a bald guy with a really long head. I think that's so funny because like the whole Nicolas Cage movie where he just plays himself. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that movie. Yeah, that's funny. All right, number three. This is where it got a little hard for me to decide who was my favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, but number three has to be Wall. The guy that's wall. just a wall. The guy that is just a wall. That is right. Uh, Joshua Waldemeyer, also known as The Wall, was uh, working a part-time job uh, laying bricks and pouring cement and got caught in an explosion which fused him together with The Wall. Uh, he would then cause havoc during baseball games. Uh, this character was originally created as a crossover between the MLB and Marvel, um, which is why he was baseball-focused, and he would just, like, block balls that were getting hit and then run up to players and just smack them <laughs> um spider-man went to fight him and his webs wouldn't work nothing he did would work oh yeah. but then to solve the problems uh they just sort of left the field and went and talked it out and then they're okay oh i thought they just yeah. go to a different field <laughs> yeah, no they just they just went to the nearby park benches and talked things out oh well that's nice that's nice and humble uh I believe it was because the umpire got mad, so he just told them to get off the field. <laughs> get out of here, you stupid wall. At number two, we have Snowflame. Oh, this is while the cocaine guy. Yeah, while creating this list, I was like, what do villains do? They do drugs. And Snowflame is powered by cocaine. Yeah, I know this guy. He's a pretty famous uh, D-list villain. I, I had never heard of him before doing research for this list, but he has quickly become one of my favorites. He's just sort of enwrapped in white flames that is cr that are created from him just taking cocaine. Yeah, I guess that's what cocaine does to people, which, you know, makes sense why the government doesn't want people to just be on fire all the time. Yeah. Get crazy superpowers. And then at number one, a villain close, near and dear to my heart. Big wheel. He's oh, just a man. It's just a man in a big wheel with arms. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> oh, that's that's so good. So good. A lot, a lot of these like I knew about, but some of them are just so obs obscure. That's, I guess that's the whole point of the D D list villains, but. Yeah, man. Um, for my list, um, I'm gonna go through them by. I don't have a particular order, so I'm just gonna go through the DC and then we'll go to the Marvel ones. DC was a lot easier to pick from than Marvel. Um, 
So first I have Mr. Mind. Um, now Mr. Mind isn't like a D-list villain for his superhero, but he's a D-list in every other sort of the way. So Mr. Mind is a tiny caterpillar um, that has psychic and telekinetic abilities and can control people's minds. Um, he's most infamous for uh, the fact that he can go into people's ear canals uh, and sit on top of their brain and he's so close that he can uh, control their minds uh, without them knowing it. Um, he's a Shazam villain uh, and he's actually quite formidable. Um, in a recent run uh, he actually took over the mind of Billy's biological father uh, and actually tricked him. He tricked him into giving him the power of Shazam. Uh, which oh. is crazy, yeah. That whole run was, like, totally, like, out of the box. Um, and then next I have Sportsmaster. Um, Sportsmaster being a sports-related and motived supervillain, uh, who only uses sports equipment. Uh, is he the guy that beat up people with a baseball bat? Yeah, he'll beat up people <laughs> with a baseball bat. He wears, like, a hockey mask. Uh, he, be he throws pucks at people. Uh, yeah. In if you've ever watched Young Justice, he's kind of a prominent character because he's related to one of the main characters. Um, which, like, he has a like, cooler, like, equipment. Like, he has, like, a hockey puck that, like, can produce, like, sonic emission that can, like, knock out Shazam and the Flash. Um, yes. but in the comic books, he's just, he just goes to, like, a dicks and then he just gets a crap ton of stuff. And just beats up superheroes and robs banks and stuff. Um, <laughs> next is Humpty Dumpty. Um, I don't know a lot about this guy, but he, he looks like Humpty Dumpty. Um, and I think he's a mob boss. I just know that he looks like Humpty Dumpty. And if he falls over, he'll probably die. Um, and then we have the Eraser. Um, the Eraser, I, I saw stills of him from the Batman Brave and the Bold. Um, he's a guy who commits murders and crimes and uh, is able to erase all the evidence that uh, is created. Um, and he's able to do so because his suit, his supervillain costume is him in a pencil suit, literally designed as a pencil. And he wears the end of a pencil as a helmet. So he is eraser head, uh, but not from My Hero Academia. So he used the eraser on his head uh, to erase all the evidence from the crime. Uh, and he looks like a pencil. Oh. Next, uh, speaking of Adam West, um, the infamous Catman uh, is my next guy. Um, I don't think Catman... Catman's D-list for Batman, but I feel like if people, like, th people can think of, like, the episode of the Fairly Odd Parents or, like, Batman in general, you know who Catman is. Um, just a crazy guy who dresses up as, as a cat and commits crimes. Um, also, in my mind, whenever he shows up, I just hear Adam West. Um, next, uh, I'm going through my Marvel ones. Like I said, Marvel was a little harder for me. Um, Dr. Bong, um, not related uh, in any way to legal slash illegal uh, substances. Uh, Dr. Bong has the head of a bell, uh, and he has, his left hand was, uh, cut off, and he replaced it with a mallet. Um, 
So his signature attack is that he bongs his head using his mallet arm uh, and creates a sonic wave. I thought he was <laughs> that kind of bong. I no, see. No. That's more PC than I thought this yeah. character was going to be. <laughs> no, he's. I think I forget. I forget what he is. I forget whose villain he is. I want to say he's like a Superman villain. Um, he might be a Shazam villain. I'm not sure. I forget. Uh, next is, uh, oh, did I just say DC stuff? Oops. Um, Dr. Bong, I think, is a Daredevil villain. Um, Stiltman, uh, pretty notorious D-list villain, um, known for standing on stilts and fighting the likes of Daredevil. Um, my favorite interaction with Stiltman is, uh, after Dr. Octopus goes over to LA in a cloned body of Peter Parker after the events of Superior Spider-Man. Uh, his mm. first encounter with a supervillain is Stiltman. And Stiltman's just like, ah, Spider-Man, what are you doing here in L.A.? And he's just like, I moved. And he's just like, ah, you'll never catch me. And then he just webs him up and Stiltman's just like, ah, I'm falling. <laughs> and he's just like, God, these supervillains are such jokes. Um, next, he's not like, okay, this, I kind of stretched it with this guy because I like his story. Um, his name is Penance, but most people will know him as the superhero Speedball. Um, Speedball, um, oh. he has telekinetic, uh, not telekinetic, he has um, kinetic abilities, uh, most notably for him, like, using kinetic energy to, like, move fast. Thus the name Speedball. Um, Speedball was actually one of the few uh, people on the superhero team, I think the New Warriors, um, who were incidentally responsible for the death of um, hundreds of people, including an entire elementary school, the event that led up to Civil War originally in the comics. Um, he was the only surviving person from his superhero team, um, and he found it that his survival, he had like survivor's guilt, um, and he then took more of like an anti-hero uh, perspective on everything. Um, and he made a costume with, I believe, 128 needles pointing inwards. Um, there were 128 dead. I believe they were representing all 128 dead people who lost their lives in the explosion that the New Warriors caused. Um, the New Warriors didn't actually cause it. It was caused by a mutant named Nitro that was trying to rob a bank across the street. Um, but he was taking the mutant drug known as Kick, which amplifies mutant abilities, but has a, a very substantial backfire on it. Um, and Nitro has the ability to go explode. Uh, so he exploded. He exploded a lot. <laughs> uh, and Penance, like, uh, he went more of like an anti-hero role, um, joining the Thunderbolts. Um, still having the same uh, kinetic abilities with kinetic energy, but um, yeah, kind of a sad, sad story of a guy with survivor's guilt trying to make it still be kind of a hero. Um, but if you look at him at first glance, he kind of just looks like uh, he looks like a villain. Uh, but um, next, uh, a D-list villain for the Star Jammers, uh, D. Ken. Um, for anybody that knows Starjammer's lore, um, Ken is actually the Emperor of the Shi'ar 
during the time that Scott Summers's family was abducted and he fell out of the plane with his brother and got amnesia. Um, so the whole story with Deacon uh, is that he kidnapped Scott Scott Summers's father, um, who goes on to become the leader of the space pirates known as the Star Jammers. Um, it goes by the code name Corsair. Um, Scott's mom was pregnant with his younger brother, uh, who would eventually become the Omega-level mutant named Vulcan. Uh, D. Ken uh, took, uh, at that time, uh, Vulcan, took him out of his mom, put him into, like, a, uh, not birthing pod, but, like, a, a pod to accelerate his growth, uh, and give him nutrients. Uh, and, yeah, no, he's just a... He's a crazy guy if you don't know Star Jammers lore. Star Jammers are like a D-list team themselves, uh, even though they give like a lot of inspiration to what the Guardians are in the MCU. Um, but yeah, no. Deacon's kind of a dick guy. Um, if you know anything about X-Men lore, uh, you you kind of know who uh, Deacon is. Um, and the last uh, guy I have on my list is actually um, a guy called Digger. Um, who is a gamma-irradiated uh, supervillain uh, that isn't as strong as the Hulk, but he is green. Um, but his favorite thing to do uh, when killing people is digging them a hole. So he digs their grave right there. Very convenient. You don't even have to pay him or anything like that. Uh, he just digs you a hole. Most of the time he'll do it while you're alive, but still very convenient for ceremonies. Uh, in funerals. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but that is my list. Um, we both had some pretty interesting characters. Like I said before, neither of us had Kite Man or Condiment King. Um, both heroes that we... Heroes. Both villains that we want to see uh, in live action. I'm pretty sure you want to see Condiment King, don't you? Oh my god, dude. Robert Pattinson has said that Condiment kind of King is his favorite villain. I would love, like, I don't know how they would fit it in with, like, the Matt Reeves formula, but I would love to, like, have Batman just scrolling through Arkham and then just have, like, ketchup appear on his face because someone gave him a packet. Condiment <laughs> from a cell. They're like, it's like, uh, in, uh, the, in, like, one of the latest seasons of Young Justice, um, they were patrolling the Mad Hatter, and apparently he got out of Arkham on, like, probation or something. Part of his probation was that he couldn't have hats. Like, he couldn't wear hats. Uh, which led to a joke by Stephanie Brown saying, thank God he's not the Mad Panzer. Uh, but I imagine that in Arkham Asylum, like, certain people can't have things. Like, Poison Ivy can't have plants for obvious reasons. Um, mm. The Joker can't have anything. Uh, the Riddler can't have a pen and paper, uh, but Condiment King is not allowed to have any condiments at all. Like, everybody's allowed ketchup and, like, mustard whenever they have, like, hot dogs, but not Condiment King. It's, it, he'd be too powerful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, um, a much shorter episode this week, um, I guess this is the best time, uh, we discussed this before recording, uh. We're actually going to make this a, uh, a bi-weekly podcast. Um, gives us more opportunity to 
not rush production and everything. Um, it also gives us some time to get some news uh, gathered and everything, uh, and just to make some better content for you guys. Um, so yeah, um, I really don't have anything else um, to say. Um, hopefully I can hear back from my art guy, um, and we will have some pretty pictures up uh, on the YouTube and the Twitter soon. And I don't have anything else to say, do you? That's all I got. Alrighty then, of course, as always, uh, if you liked what you have seen uh, today, uh, like and subscribe, uh, get in that algorithm, we gotta start saying this now. Um, Hit that bell icon to never miss out on a notification from us. There we go. Um, and follow us uh, down in the description at our ats, I'm at Lying Mask of Truth. I'm at Vincent Barlow 08. Um, that's a lie. I'm at lying underscore mask, and of course you can call, <gasps> you can tweet <laughs> you can tweet directly Liar! you can tweet directly at us um, for the podcast uh, with any questions or concerns, or if you just want to chat um, at db at yeah db pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, db no domestic. I forgot our Twitter handle. Give me a second. Domestic now BF, this. domestic BF pod, uh, <laughs> on Twitter, um, uh, if you want to stay in the loop, um, content will be pumped out more regularly, um, because we have, uh, some more time, we're giving us so some more time, and yeah, like and share, and we will talk to you guys again in a couple weeks. See you, beautiful people.